I like your accent. It, it, uh, thank you for working on the Morning Moves podcast. Welcome back to the Morning News. Welcome back to the Morning News, your weekly interview podcast. Thank you guys for listening, liking, and subscribing. Today, we are joined by Canadian-based content producer, writer, and videographer, Mr. Andre Williamson. Woo-hoo! Hey, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. How you guys doing? What time is it over there? It's 5 p.m. I'm just getting started in my day. It's like 10.30 in the morning right now, as, as you know. So uh, I'm doing okay, man. How, how are you doing? I'm good, but there's just so much uncertainty around in the world now. Yeah. Yeah, and you, um, you're in South Africa? I'm in Zimbabwe. You're in Zimbabwe. Sorry, I, I, I thought South Africa. Uh, what's it like in Zimbabwe right now? How are you guys dealing with everything? So the thing that happened was there were two waves. So the first wave came and it wasn't as bad. Then lockdown restrictions were lifted and people actually started going out. And then it got worse. Mm. It's crazy to think that we're living in a historical time. That your grandkids are going to be like, oh, so you guys wore masks? Um, how did you breathe? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think my grandkids will wonder, why did you do that? Like, like, why did you stay inside and just do nothing? I think there'll be more questions and more of them kind of looking at us like we were crazy. Because when you, I, I mean, I don't know what side of the fence you, you're on, but yeah, I definitely believe that there's a virus and things are going, the world is changing, this great reset. But, you know, some of the stuff that's happening, it just doesn't make any sense. And we're just complicit anyway. Before we get into all the crazy, can you tell us a bit about who Mr. Williamson is and what the Williamson Paul is? Yeah, okay. Who is Andre Williamson? I am a lot of things. I'm a Gemini, so that should tell you right off the bat. I'm an amalgamation of quite a few different things, but I'm a content creator. I'm 34 years old. I I started uh, my industry basically when I was in uh, my 20s. I started with a TV show called What's Poppin'. I interviewed celebrities uh, while they were on tour in, in Toronto, so musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was backstage interviewing Dip Have you seen Drake? Of course I've seen Drake. He's from where I'm from, and of course I've seen him. Obviously, we knew about Drake first, right? And then I remember telling my cousin about him in the States, and my cousin's like, whatever, man, there's some Canadian. I'm like, yo, trust me, man, he's going to be big, and now Drake is Drake, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, so I, I started off working in television. I was a producer host, and then I you know, moved over into advertising and started to produce commercials for big brands, so, um, like Campbell's and Kellogg's and like some of the big brands that you guys might have heard of. Uh, here in Canada and the States and I uh, started teaching for a little bit. I, I, I taught college, you know, video production and, and like how to get a client and how to manage clients and things like that as a, as a professor at, at the college level. I love to travel. I, you know, I've been everywhere. I haven't been to Zimbabwe yet. Can I, can I ride an elephant in Zimbabwe? It's not even, it's not. Can I do that? Like places like holiday places. <laughs> like, we're cars, yeah. We're cars. I know, but I want to just do it. I just like want to do it. I just want to do people actually ride elephants people do like in thailand i've seen people go to thailand and they like ride elephants and stuff so i don't know maybe i could do it in zimbabwe maybe i can't i don't know maybe i'm being stupid but just to answer your other question there williamson paul is my company so what i'm working on right now actually is is developing a production company a creative agency so what i do is i produce content whether that be creative social content for clients or whether I work for big brands and produce content for them, whether that be a commercial or some experiential content. 
and cover an event, that kind of thing. Uh, but I also like to produce and uh, develop my own original content. So uh, working with different partners that I have in, in my creative sector and creating like, let's say a web series, for example, or a short film or something of the like. So Williamson Paul is essentially the jump off of what that production company will be. And uh, my last name is Williamson and Paul is my middle name. So I just kind of flipped that and called it Williamson Paul. So it sounds like more of a uh, partnership than it does uh, an individual. Uh, and that's kind of it, man. That's really cool. Get to get right into it. Why do you think relationships back then worked, but nowadays they don't necessarily always work? Yeah, well, I think relationships do work, but they work differently now. And let me explain. So, for example, thinking about the high school sweetheart example, right? When when I was in high school, the only options that I had were the people that were in my high school and like maybe the girls that I saw in my neighborhood. That was it. Right. And so it was a lot easier for you to focus on one person, a girl or one guy. But now what's happened is with the advancement of technology and networking and Tinder and all of these different apps, people now have the, they have so many options. They can see like, you know what? I don't like this Andre guy because he's a little bit weird, but I do like Adrian over there in Zimbabwe. So maybe I'm going to see if I can get to know him a little bit. And so what we're trying to do is we, we don't really have to deal with things that we don't like. We can kind of curate and find those, yeah. those things that we do like in other people. And we know that there are so many options out there. So it's a little bit less of people paying attention to why don't I grow and build with this person it's less of that and it's more of well I'm just gonna go find somebody who's funny because I want somebody who's funny or I'm just gonna go find somebody who reads books because that's what I like right. instead of like being with this person that I'm with because I appreciate the things that I do like we're, we're paying attention to the things that we don't like and less about the things that we actually do like with that I feel like a big thing with relationships nowadays is the thing about comparing. Because if you go on social media and you look and you see a social media couple and they always look happy and you compare it to your relationship and you think, oh, I'm not as happy as these guys look. But that's not necessarily the reality. Uh, comparison is definitely it. But you know what? I, as much as that's true, I think that's kind of crumbling a little bit because I, I don't know about you, but like more and more we started to realize like, yo, social media is fake. All this that you're seeing is fake. And conversations like, you know, you're, we're having right now are starting to get louder and louder. And people are starting to realize like, oh, wait, like it's better to be more real and authentic. I, look, like I don't think it's all negative. I think that it's like a new shiny thing. We're still kind of getting used to yeah. it as people. We're still kind of getting used to like being online and being on what does it mean to be on social media and the power that it has and being able to connect with somebody on the other side of the world? Like we're still getting used to that. And so I think because of that, we don't necessarily understand the power of it. And so people are abusing it. People are just doing nonsense with it. And that's the negative side of it. But then you have an, another side of it that's extremely positive where interactions like you and I are having right now are able to happen. Yeah, exactly. And that's a very positive thing. And, and it's this wasn't happening five years ago, but it's happening now. And it's going to continue to happen in the next five to 20 years. People are going to start connecting with people all over the world, and it's going to be a much more positive place. So I think the negative side of social media is just because we're still in its infancy. People are still figuring out what to oh, yeah. do. It's still new. And, and yeah, it's just, it, it'll get better. I completely agree. And on the whole topic of relationships, yeah. there was a question that said, what makes a girl dateable versus a fling? Ooh, wow. That's a great question. What makes a girl dateable versus a fling? <clears throat> for me, personally, the number one thing for me that makes a girl dateable versus yeah. a fling is a woman that respects herself. If you are dating a girl who respects herself, and that can manifest itself in many, many ways. 
but you know sometimes and this goes for guys too right like there are guys out there that don't necessarily respect themselves and who they are as a person they don't have boundaries they don't let you know like hey look like sundays i'm offline i'm busy i'm seeing my family whatever it is that to me is somebody that uh is is more dateable as somebody who's a relationship also somebody who respects you and respects your time and and actually puts you ahead of them sometimes like when it's necessary like it's not always about that person it's not it's like for me if you're dating me it's definitely not always going to be about me sometimes it's going to be about you and i think that sets me apart from other guys and that's what sets women apart from other women for me do you guys stalk girl social media pages? <laughs> do you stalk girl social media pages adrian no 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 okay, hey hey let me flip it on you man let me flip it on you <laughs> I don't stalk. I look, and if there's nothing to see, then I'm, I don't go out to take photos and start searching your name in Google. You know what? Like, what is stalking, really? If your if your information is right there, Andre, are you stalking? Girl? I, hey, look, hey, look, man, hey, look. I don't <laughs> <laughs> look, man. What is what is stalking, really? You know, like what is what is stalking? You know, what are we what are we talking about here, right? Like, if if your pictures are there. And all your information is there. like if I walk into a room and all your files are on the desk and I just happen to browse. Am I stalking? Am I stalking, Adrian? That's I, is, is that stalking? It's it's right there. It's on a platform. We're all on the same platform. No, I'm just joking. I, I don't I don't know, man. Like what is like, it's so weird, right? Like I think the term stalking came from t- like social media stalking came from women. Because like, what is it? It's weird to scroll back and look at a picture from a year ago. Why is that weird? It's there. Oh, no, I, I don't think that's stalking. I think like stalking is now going on to tag photos, going through comments, searching her name on other right. platforms. Right. So, so like, watch. If I meet a girl on, on a dating app, okay? Let's say I meet her on Tinder or something. And, and then I just have yeah. her name, her first and last name. Is it stalking to take her name and to go look for it on the internet and see other pictures of her. Is that stalking? Okay, no, no. That's that's looking, but I think it's also the platform because you have yeah, a dating yeah. platform. And, and this is someone who you've spoken yeah. to, I think. But if it's not someone you've spoken to, someone you just see. Stalking, I don't care. Like if girls look me up, I don't really care. I don't I don't care about that stuff. Like some girls do maybe, but I, the, what I would say to that is if your pictures are up there, then it, you can't yeah. really be mad at the person for looking. I don't really do that. I don't really I don't really care that much, right? Like uh, <laughs> unless you, you do something and you make me want to go and look into you a little bit more. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. Stalking is, is a thing for some people. I don't really care personally. I don't really stalk girls. I, I just like, I don't really need to do that i'm not like an insecure guy that's gonna like stalk your photos and look at who's following who and who liked your photo like i don't really care if i need to do that stuff then i don't really want to be with the girl i want to control her right like it's like a insecurity and it's something that i gotta deal with in myself and the guys that are doing that stuff then like i don't think you should be dating i think you should figure out what's going on with you before you start dating anybody honestly the fact that you have to look deeper into it it shows that obviously there's like something you're looking for exactly exactly and and really what it does is it comes down to control right because if i'm meeting a girl for the first time and i do all this research into her and look at her photos and all this stuff i'm trying to find a way to make myself feel better 
and not listening and trusting her to tell me everything. So I'm really just going through and I'm looking and I'm, I can just do it myself. So I'm going to go find all the information myself and I'm not going to trust and rely on her to tell me everything. So it, it really comes down to just being able to trust another person and not have the insecurity that you have in yourself. And a lot of people, unfortunately, because of social media, have fallen victim to that. Yeah, that's really true. I think a big thing, even relationships, is just communication. But I feel like over the years, guys don't believe in being vulnerable, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, they want to be hard. Yeah, because, you know, I was actually having a, a conversation about this on my uh, on my podcast. But the prototype of a man, right, is, is what we've been taught through Hollywood. You have to be emotionless and you have to be in charge all the time, you know, powerful and you know, and, and so unfortunately that yeah. there's still some residue of that. It's, it's starting to crack and, and break a little bit. But yeah, like most men, like you said, they don't really want to show emotion. And it's not because we don't want to. Right. I think it's because we're it's not comfortable for us to because what's happened when you have shown emotion. Somebody has probably told you to man up or, you know, they've called exactly. you a little girl or something like that. And, and so you're like, yo, man, yeah. <laughs> or a simp. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, so you don't you don't want to show emotion because you know that it's not safe so you don't do it but i think that's starting to change and i think guys now are starting to show a little bit more emotion and and that's important are do you show emotion like do you tell people how you feel do you tell your girl how you feel i i've just never been able to yeah i'm joking <laughs> i do because <laughs> no, i believe in open yeah. communication yeah like express how you're feeling it's something that guys were taught to be and also girls also push that narrative like exactly what you're saying about oh be a man men don't cry like that mm -hmm. what people mm -hmm. do what's the most vulnerable thing you ever told a woman you want me to now say it to the I want you to tell the people who are listening to your podcast <laughs> the morning muse who, <laughs> what's the most vulnerable I'm giving you a lot of time to think by the way what is the most vulnerable I'm doing it slowly <laughs> so I want you to have time to think Adrian what is the most vulnerable <laughs> thing you've told a woman on your podcast right now. Let's hear it. The What's the most vulnerable. like you, you sat her down. You said, listen, baby, I got to be honest <laughs> with you. How did that go? The most vulnerable thing. I, I, and it's not that I want to look hard or anything. This but guy's I hard. Don't know. This guy's <laughs> No, I'm not, I'm not being hard. Okay. Andre, what's the most vulnerable thing you've told a woman? Um, that I'm seeing a therapist. That I'm going to therapy. That's, That's hard, man. You can't tell. You can't. You can't just tell anybody that. Okay, no, okay so like, if, it, if it's like that, I, th I thought it was like. Oh yeah, I mean, like, obviously, there's like, there's like deeper, like, deeper things. But um, off the top of my head right now, that's all I can think of. I okay. Cry. I think it was okay. That I cried like oh. Okay. 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 That's okay. That's okay. I gotta think. I don't know. I gotta think about it. What's the most vulnerable? Maybe that. Um, Maybe I should think too. I don't know the most vulnerable thing that I've told a woman. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe like I don't know. Maybe like that I love them, or maybe that because I I'm very open. So so for me, it's hard to even think about what the most open thing is because I I don't really see it as like a hard thing to do. I I do it often, like every day. Yeah. Maybe if I'm talking to somebody, I'm I'm very comfortable with myself. So I'm very comfortable being transparent with people. So. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've spoken to girls about hidden traumas that I've dealt with as a kid. And do you believe that a guy and girl can have a fully yes. platonic if if the the curiosity if? has left the building? So I believe that men and women can be purely platonic friends, but 
the, the the curiosity has like okay they've tried to date and it didn't work and it's like okay cool we can be friends or the two of them are just like strictly not attracted to each other at all you can be friends but for you to be friends you guys shouldn't be attracted to each other like anymore because i always feel like when a guy and a girl become friends as you guys talk more someone obviously develops some feelings but if you can move past that then like everything yes if that's a big if and and the and the only way to get rid of that if is to actually have explored that already like do you know how many times adrian it's happened to me where and and look i have girlfriends right now i think they're great but do you know how many times adrian that it's happened to me where i have a girlfriend like she's just a friend of mine and we hang out and we talk and it's great and then all of a sudden she starts catching feelings and i'm like i didn't want this man i just wanted to be your friend you know and then they get upset because i'm telling them about another girl and it's like yo i didn't and the thing is they might help you i heard a thing about how a girl might help yes. you get another girl yes but she's jealous but she wants you. Yes. I don't understand how Yeah, because I, I don't I don't know. Like you'd have we'd have to get a girl on the show. But I think they are thinking that they are by helping us, they're getting closer to us. And then we will eventually realize that what we want is them. Because like and and this is the thing, this goes yeah. back to like the curiosity aspect that I told you that has to be eliminated because I think and, and guys do this too, but I think like girls are gonna look at us and think, I wonder if we could be together. And then over time they will slowly change to become more attractive to us. Over time because they are getting to know us so they know what we like and what we dislike and so they're just slowly changing and morphing to like oh i like those movies too or oh you know what yeah i like eating burgers too or yeah i hate that or i love those people or yeah and then just slowly it's like oh wow i think you're great and but really they've just been positioning themselves over the course of the years to be attractive like would you have a problem if your girlfriend had a male best friend i have no problem with that at all what about if you know that um I would almost be more comfortable if they had explored. Going back to my point is like, okay, you guys have oh, exactly like you figured it out. Like I have a girlfriend right now where her and I have like, we dated, it didn't work. Now we're the best of friends, but like, it'll never happen again because it's already happened. Right. If you move past that, then there's no problem in you being. Yes, I think it depends on how the relationship went and how the breakup went. On the topic of breakups, why do you think guys (laughs) ghost? Okay, first that was a that was a girl obviously that asked that question, and girls ghost too. Girls are the worst at ghosting. (laughs) (laughs) I have believe it or not, Adrian. To your listeners, <laughs> believe it or not, I have been ghosted. Yes, I don't know. The girls must have been blind or something, but uh, I, I just—I didn't think they could see me. But I've been ghosted. I, but I've ghosted too. So <clears throat> look, I think. Um, so here's the it's thing: me. I haven't ghosted. I've only ghosted one girl, and because I don't—I don't like to ghost. I think it's better to just tell them. Going back to the communication, but I ghosted her because I just didn't care. It's like when you see the dishes in the sink, and you're like, I should wash those dishes, but I just. I'll do it later. I'll just do it later. It's, that's what it was like. It was like, I'm not interested in this girl. She knows I'm not interested in her. She knows I'm not because she said it. And then like, she sent me all these text messages and I was like, <laughs> I'll answer it later. And then later became four months. And th- that was it. I think for me, I'm like a problem with sending uh, I'll reply later message. Yeah, exactly. Because you'll never do it because you don't care. I think other guys ghost because the awkwardness of telling a woman that they're not interested is difficult because a lot of guys don't know how to communicate. They don't even know how to articulate those thoughts, right? And on mm-hmm. to that, how could a girl tell if a guy's interested in it? Um, you know what? I have a younger sister and she asked me this question too. She's like, how do I know if he likes me? And I'll tell you the same thing I, I told her. And, you know, you could tell a guy is interested in you when you start to see the amount of time he spends with you, right? So, 
if he is prioritizing time with you, spent with you, over time spent alone or time spent doing something else, then that's how you know if he likes you, period. If it's just spending time with you, spending time talking to you, because a guy will not invest time in a woman that he doesn't care about. That's just the fact of the matter is, and, and, and vice versa. Like You can see how guys don't spend time with girls and don't spend time talking to girls because they don't really care. They're just like, I don't know, I'm, I'm only here for this and then I'm out. So I think it's really easy indication. I think that goes for girls too. Like you can tell a girl likes you if she's spending time with you, but. Yeah, I completely mm-hmm. agree with that. It shows that they're also mm-hmm. invested in it. If they're going to talk to you, if they're going to hang Yeah, out time with you. is the most, like, look, like time is the most precious commodity we have. It's the only thing on this earth we cannot get more of, right? So if I'm choosing to spend time with you, Whatever it is, half an hour, an hour, two days, a week, six years, that's an investment in you into the relationship, into growing the relationship. And I know, like everyone knows that I'm not going to get this back. So let's make this work. And I think guys know that more than anything, because we know that we could just go date somebody else or we could just go do something that's more productive. And, And girls know this as well. But if a guy is choosing to spend time with you and get to know you and spending time on the phone and spending time, hey, let's let's go out, let's have a coffee. And he's making plans to see you and he's making different plans to do different things just to spend time with you. That's a clear indication that this guy is interested in you. I think maybe it's just me, but even who I choose to spend time on, because I feel like, of mm-hmm. course, they're like a lot of pretty people. But what, like, what value? Can you yeah, add? like for me, that it's the most important thing is what value can you add? Especially in my thirties, like in your twenties, you're just kind of, you're just kind of dating. You don't really know what you like yet. You don't really know what you don't like. You're still kind of figuring that out. But then when you get to a certain point in life, and you're like, okay, from here forward, everyone that enters my life has to be adding value to my life. Otherwise, there's no point. So when it comes to a relationship, a girl or a guy or whatever, they have to be adding value in some way, shape or form. And we can't look at value as plugging in holes like, oh, I'm not good with waking up on time. So I need somebody who's good at getting. No, no, no. That's that's ridiculous. It's got to be something like this person is helping me achieve my goals. This person is helping me get from point A to point B to point C. I'm going to get there anyway, but they're going to help accelerate that process. Before I was driving in a bus. Now with this person, I'm driving in a Ferrari. And that's that's essentially what you got to look at. Yeah. Something I saw on your podcast was gender wars. Yeah. And what do you think about the whole men are trash? Yeah. I mean, um, like you said, we spoke about this on the podcast, but this is such a loaded subject. And let me first start off by saying I, I love women so much. I think women are incredible. I think there is a lot that we can learn from women. I think that... Um, you know, we need to embrace the some of the struggle and the things that women need to go through in order to just be seen and heard as like their male counterparts are. And I think over the last, oh, yeah. I don't know, what would you say, maybe five years, 10 years or so, there has been this the, a movement of like women are starting to understand their voice and starting to understand like, hey, we don't need to be these conventional roles that Hollywood or men have kind of painted us in and we can kind of be ourselves. And I think that that's important. And I think that's incredible. Like I said, I have a younger sister. I want her to be the best version of herself. That said, this has come with a lot of male hatred. Like, look, like <laughs> a lot of men don't care about women and think women are less than But that's not all. And unfortunately, a lot of women, especially a lot of women that I've met recently, are treating all men like all men are the enemy. And that's a problem for me. Exactly. I think the thing for me with the whole thing is I completely 
I understand and I'm for like women having their voices being able to say how they feel and express themselves but men who do horrible things those guys are trash but now generalizing of all gender as being trash exactly exactly and and it's like it's funny because the women that are hating on all men are doing the exact thing that they hate about men right like they think that men are generalizing all women so then in yeah. return they're going to generalize all men and it's just feeding a cycle it's not going to get us anywhere right and with that i feel like it's so weird to think that some girls like bad boys they don't want the good guy but they want a bad <laughs> yeah, guy yeah what is it uh paul brunson is a guy i follow he's incredible if you're if you're interested in, in looking him up um better with paul is his podcast but what he says is every married every married man i know wants a woman who is good for everyone else but only bad for them and every woman who exactly. is married or every woman who wants a man wants a man who is bad for everybody bad in front of everyone like bad a thug whatever but only good for them i don't get that because you go to the thug and then he hurts you and then you come and you label the good person as oh everyone's trash yeah like I, I look i think the girls that you're right that does happen and and i think that that happens to younger girls like when those girls g- get older they realize like okay the bad boys are just going to treat me bad too and so i shouldn't go after that but i think um as like we get older we realize like yo like i just want to be treated well i don't care what they look like I don't care what car like yeah. I just want somebody who's going to come into my life and treat me properly. And unfortunately, when you're a little bit younger, you think like you chase like the shiny, the shiny cool thing. Like I want the guy with the motorcycle and the tattoos and whatever it is and so you go after that and then you get hurt and you're like, "Oh shit, that doesn't work." Okay, I think how, I'm how old are you? Relatively young, but Yeah, come on, man. I'm 19. <laughs> you have chest hair yet? No, but like, you have chest hair yet? (laughs) That's funny. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. (laughs) You need to know what value you want to be added to your life. So, value to people, value can mean something different to everybody else, right? Like, value to me is somebody who's going to come in and who's going to nurture me in the same way that I'm going to nurture them. Somebody who's going to help me reach my goals. Like, what I want in in a relationship is is to build an empire with somebody, right? Like, I see life as a business. Like the way that you run your life is a business and the person that you're marrying or the person that you're in a relationship with is your business partner, right? You're the COO or you're the CEO and that person is your COO. How are you going to run this business together? How are you going to run your house? How are you going to get cars and how are you going to uh, build a family together? That's what I see it as. So that's what it is to me. To you, it could be something completely different. You might just want to have fun your whole life. So adding value might be somebody who's going to be spontaneous and go traveling and do whatever. Like that could be value to you. So you, but you need to go through things and you need to understand what value looks like to you. Then you can go ahead and you can look for people. So that's all. On the other side of it all, what are your goals and what do you think is holding you back from being where you want to be <laughs> getting deep with andre um well look as you asked me that question i have uh i'm sitting at my desk and in front of me uh, on just the wall and i uh, have my vision board in front of me um and i think it's really important to have a vision board for anybody who's listening but my goal is to and I actually underneath my vision board i have a sticky note with my goal on it and i'll read it to you word for word what it says It says, build an independent platform and educate, inform, and inspire younger people who are just like me. What I mean by that is, you know, growing up in Toronto, I don't know what you know about growing up in North America, but, you know, I think being Black in the world is kind of the same. 
and uh, you understand what it's like and you understand the struggle and you understand how difficult it can be. And it, to get anywhere in life uh, as any marginalized group, you have to work your ass off. And for me, getting to where I've gotten into my career, uh, I haven't seen anybody do it before me. And now that I'm here, I want to be able to encourage people that are like me to get to the same place or get to somewhere further than I am. And uh, the best way for me to do that is through education, is through inspiration, mentorship. Uh, I'm mentoring right now. Uh, like I said, I was a teacher a few years ago at the college level. That's my goal. My goal is to give back to the people who look like me, who grew up just like me or worse off than I am, and to let them know that, look, you can be everything that you want to be. You just got to put your mind to it and you got to educate yourself and surround yourself with the right people. So that's my goal. My goal is to be successful. And that's what success looks like to me. The thing that's holding me back uh, is and has always been me. And it's been my the emphasis I put on people's opinion of me. You know, when I was younger, I cared a little bit too much about how other people felt about me. You know, uh, I have a friend who would say, I don't like your TV show. It looks corny or, you know, and, and that just kind of that would that would affect me to the point where I would it would change the way that I would look at what I was doing. What I've learned, especially over the last few years, especially going through 2020, you know, the cost of not being true to yourself is expensive. It's very expensive. And you got to make sure that you're living your life for you. And I've learned that the hard way. Uh, but that's that's something that's definitely been holding me back. But I, I plan to, in the future, have that be a distant memory and not something that's continually a problem. But that's good that you learned from it. That's also something that I've also learned. It's that yeah. not everyone is going to like what you're doing. But there will be people that like what you're doing. For me, it's why I even started the podcast is because mental health, where I'm from, is not spoken about as much. And people really go through a lot of things and if I can provide a platform for someone to listen for someone to get educated to leave a smile on someone's face then I feel like I've done the right thing not everyone's going to be supportive some people might be like oh podcasts don't help um, because it's also foreign to them but it's a thing of just always revisiting your why like why am I yeah yeah and and you know what there's I don't know if you're familiar with Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God. He's a radio personality. Yeah, he's amazing. I love him. But he yeah. has this thing called the rule of 10. And this is something that I think about whenever I'm creating anything. Okay. So Charlemagne's rule of 10 is basically for every 10 people who are seeing what it is that you're doing, three people are going to like it. Three people are going to hate it. And four people are not going to care. And so you just have to think about it that way. Like whenever you're doing something, like when you started your podcast, I'm sure there were three people who are like oh wow adrian is amazing and then there are three people who are like oh this sucks it's what is the morning muse it's a stupid name and then there are probably four people who are like i don't really care and they're just going to do something else and it's we focus on the three that hate it there's so much good that goes wrong and that's that's yeah. something that i saw from an interview with someone they said that they started their own business and thousands of people liked it but there was always that one person who said they hate it and they valued that one mm -hmm. person over the thousand people who did. And that obviously messed up with their mind because it's always, okay, I'm not good enough. Why doesn't everyone like me? But the truth is- You don't even want everyone to like, like you. you. Like if everybody likes you, then who are you? Like not everyone can, that's impossible for yeah. everyone to like you because everyone's different. Like look at people like Will Smith. It seems like everybody loves him, but there's definitely people that hate him for whatever reason they do. Will Smith is like everything yeah. to me. Like, growing <laughs> up watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I know you're 19, so I don't know if you've even seen the show, but 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. What it. the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground. <laughs> yes, with Uncle Phil, with RP Uncle James Phil. Avery. That's right. That's right. But like when I was like 10, yeah. 11, 12 years, like that show was everything. Like every every Thursday night, you watch that show, Freshman's of Bel Air. But yeah, man, like not everyone is gonna like you. You don't even want everyone to like you. Like not everyone is going to be into what Adrian is doing. Like what are what are, what are some things? When you started the podcast, like, did you experience some people that didn't like it, that were hating on you, that did like, what was it like for you? For me, it was the thing of, I started and I just had an idea. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I just wanted to help someone. Obviously, as I started, there'll be people like, oh, this isn't good. What does it help? Um, podcasts don't do anything. At the start, really affected me because I think, okay, maybe I'm just wasting my time here. But I watch a mm-hmm. lot of motivational videos and there's a guy called Eric Thomas and he always revisits why, like, why are you doing this? Like, not everyone's supposed to like you. That's yeah, you know, um, yes. And and E.T., the hip-hop preacher, Eric Thomas, he's somebody that I like as well. Whenever I feel like getting yelled at, I just, you know, turn on one of his videos. But, um, you know, there's a, there's another guy <laughs> that you might like called Simon Sinek. He's, a, he's an author, speaker. Um, he talks about leadership. And he has a book called What's Your Why? Or Start With Why, sorry. Um, so, uh, you know, if you like reading, Start With Why is a great book. Yeah. But but in it, he talks about what's your why, right? So whatever it is that you're starting and you, whatever you want to do, like what is your why? What is it? And getting clear on that why and how to get clear on that why. And as if you can get clear on that why, nothing will ever shake you because you know why you're doing it. It's, it's, it's almost like we're like remembering where you're from and remembering why you started in the first place, which is something that I hold close to my heart because it's, it's going to be hard starting something. I don't know how many people, you know, yeah. that are from where you're from who have started podcasts, maybe no one, maybe a lot of people. It, exactly. And so I, somebody I who is looking at you doing something that you want to do for yourself and it, no one else has done it, that activates an insecurity in them. Because they wish that they had the courage to do what you're doing, but they're not. So instead of that, they're going to have a negative response to that. And they don't know, right? Like, like this is happening at a deep subconscious level. So they don't really know why they're doing it. But what they, for, for, for whatever reason, when they see Adrian post a new Morning Muse podcast and it looks good and it sounds good and people like it. And this, he's talking to this guy from Toronto, this handsome debonair well-spoken <laughs> gentleman from from toronto named andre who has a podcast called in conversation with dre it's available on all platforms <laughs> when they see you talking to this guy and it looks good they're like oh it bothers me and it gets mad and then for whatever reason they have to say something to you that makes you stop because they don't want you to make them feel bad and you're not doing anything you're just yeah. doing what's good for you and it makes them feel bad and then like that affects you and on the topic of, of superstars, please tell me, please tell me. <laughs> I don't know what you're about to say. What are you about to say? Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're about to say. You yes, I, I I do watch. I, I know what you're about. But I want to hear you say it. I, I do. I think know. I know what you're about to say. <laughs> first like of all, first of all, he looks like me. Okay, <laughs> let's get that clear. That doesn't matter. Okay, that doesn't, that doesn't that doesn't the logic doesn't apply here. Okay, <laughs> we're, dude, we're living in Andre's universe here. All right. LeBron looks like me, and uh, yeah, no, I've, I've been hearing it my whole life. I have so many funny stories looking like, you know, King James. So many funny stories, but yes, yes, I, I've been told that many times yeah. that I resemble LeBron James. That is one of the things I've heard so much. Like, people say I should I should be a, a stunt double, or I should do you know, all these kind of things, man. It's, it's so funny, but 
I don't really I think it's funny like that to me I think it's just a funny thing yeah. that I look like LeBron I really think it's funny and when girls come to me and they're like oh my god you look like LeBron oh my god you know I've traveled a bit uh then like to Amsterdam and like all these different countries and when somebody in some other country recognizes me as looking like LeBron I just I just say like look man I'm, I'm his cousin I'm here to just get away from the from the spotlight and you know man, just like, like you know just kind of keep it under wraps like just keep it down like it, it's just funny like it's just funny to me it's just a game as we conclude the last question i'll ask is on the podcast there's a signature question which is what does happiness mean to you? so today mr andre williamson what does uh, happiness mean to you're you? hilarious man um what does happiness mean to me happiness to me just means whatever success looks like to you you're you're manifesting that so uh if it's doing a job that you love to do you'll never work a day in your life and that's happiness and and if you're being surrounded by your best friends and your family members who make you feel absolutely whole and you're with somebody in your life romantically who makes you feel whole and uh, you are fully yourself, you're transparent, you're honest with yourself, you know yourself, you've healed your past traumas, you know, you're, you're living out your full potential. That to me is happiness. And yeah, a lot of people can get there if they work really hard. That's really powerful. And with that, I'd just like to say thank you so much, Andre, for joining us on The Morning News today. It was a pleasure getting to talk to you. And thank you, you, thank you, Adrian. I appreciate you reaching out to me. I had a great time talking to you, and um, I like your accent. I like your accent. It. it uh, thank you for joining on the Morning Moves podcast. I can't really, I can't do it. I can't do it. That was bad. That was bad. I, I didn't sound like <laughs> but yeah, man. Thanks, thanks for being, uh, thanks for having me on the show, and uh, appreciate it, man. Looking forward to uh, seeing this come out. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoy it.